Hey everyone, I'm Gracie and welcome back to the Graceful Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. I am super excited to continue on with our No Greater Sacrifice series, sharing the stories of military children whose loved ones were critically wounded or fallen in action. I hope you find inspiration from these scholars that just because a traumatic situation may happen, you are still able to achieve your hopes and dreams. So hi, Darren. Welcome back to the podcast. How's it been? Um, It's been going good. Um, So far, everything has been, I feel like, easier because of COVID. The restrictions have been lifted and there's a lot more to do. And college stuff is starting to open and reopen like their facilities. And now we can actually have events going on in like football season. And hopefully everything else is going to be better on down the road. Yeah, and you can actually cheer now and, you know, do all those actual college activities. Mm -hmm. Super excited about that, especially this year because we have a lot more people that are actually invested in coming to the team. And, like, we've had a bunch of people reach out to our coach, and she's been really excited because in the past few years, like, not as many people wanted to cheer. And then, of course, last year a bunch of people had to quit and stuff because of work and whatnot. So it's nice to have a whole bunch of people actually invested in coming back and like having a better experience. Yeah, for sure. That'll be so, so exciting to be, you know, somewhat back to normal and, Mm -hmm. you know, basically start your college experience now. Yeah, for real, especially because I'm living on campus again this year. It's going to be a lot, like it's going to be a lot better. And like now I actually have like, People that I know are actually moving to tech and staying on campus. So it's going to be a lot more fun. Yeah. In general. Yeah, for sure. So remind everyone about your dad's service. um, Or like tell us a little bit for those who haven't listened to your episode or Mm -hmm. to your sister's episode as well. So my dad, he was injured when I was eight years old. And it was he was officially injured on January 22nd, 2011, and he stepped on a bomb in Afghanistan, losing both of his legs and um, his elbow. But he still has his full arm. It's just fused to, I don't know how to, like a 90 degree, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess to that angle. And he could still move his um, his fingers and stuff. But he doesn't, like, he can't feel in his hands, but he can move his fingers. And yeah. So that's just a little recap on what's happened. Yeah. So you have been involved with No Greater Sacrifice. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you got involved with them um, and what they've meant to you. So I got involved with uh, No Greater Sacrifice because my mom's friend, it was, um, I think it was a few years before I started college, it was just like a, oh, hey, um, my sons are getting into college, and so I wanted y'all's family to know about it. So it was, I don't even remember when it was, but my mom's friend, she has two older sons, and I think they're just like two or three years ahead of us. But she got in contact with my mom and was like, hey, this um, this organization is really helpful with getting kids with injuries, like of parents, through college and helping them you know, do anything with their financial college, higher education decisions. So I think y'all should apply for it. And then a few years 
um, later when it was my turn to go to school, I applied for, I think my senior year. Yeah. Senior, junior year, whatever. And um, yeah, so I applied and then I got involved because I was like on the, I guess the wait list for somebody and to see if I got like um, the scholarship and then I got picked by Rebecca and then she became my scholarship advisor. Yeah. Cool. So you've kind of, I guess it's like a mentorship program along with like college Mm -hmm. and, you know, paying for tuition. And that is just in itself. It's so, I guess, relieving to know that if you need help with something even outside of the college world, Mm -hmm. like, you know, just send an email to someone like Rebecca or someone else on the New Greater Sacrifice team and, you know, someone's always willing to help and be there for you as well. Yeah, it's like this summer. Um, I have come to the realization that if I want to graduate within my four years and not like um, the extra semester, I'm going to have to take a summer class or like double, you know what I'm saying, like some some sort of class as an extra and so this year, I decided to take a summer class, and I took an intro to art. And I got in contact with um, Rebecca, and she was like, no, that sounds like a good idea, because if you were to wait, and you would have to take, like, I guess, extra, because I'm only taking, like, 14 to 17 hours, depending on how everything falls. Yeah. And so, because I'm taking, like, last semester, I took 17, and that's before I took 14, so then I had to take a summer class to even it out. Right. And so I was talking to her about that and she was like no that's a good idea because that will even it out and then the next year you can do the same thing so one semester you can do a heavy workload and the next one you can be like kind of free and yeah. so yeah it's really nice to have just a, another opinion besides your parents you know what I mean just to help you make a decision on whether it'd be good for you or not yeah and not saying like anything bad about our parents because I mean they're awesome but mm-hmm. you know college has changed a lot since you know they were college age and they were going to college and you know it's different and having someone like Rebecca who's you know kind of familiar with it more because she's helping kids like us navigate through college life then it's just it feels reassuring to know like your parents are saying something you know um, maybe your advisor through the school saying something and then, you know, someone else is saying the same exact thing or giving you a different opinion. So it makes mm-hmm. it makes you feel a little more reassured that what you're doing is actually right. Yeah. And that's like um, I was last semester. It was like um, close to finals. I was in contact with my parents because I have to take two math classes. And I took one already, but I don't, I'm not very good at math. So I was hoping to do like a summer course. So it'd be easy, but the teacher or professor that I had last year or last semester was not very helpful. And she was the only one teaching the summer class. So I was like, dude, I cannot take this class. Like, <laughs> not I barely, doing it. Yeah. I barely passed. Like I still got like a 70, but like still like it was terrible for me because I would try to ask for help and like, it just would not make sense. But I just feel like, okay, thank you. You know, whatever. Yeah. And when I saw it was the same person, I was like, dude, there is no way that I would pass this summer course and then I would have to repeat it. So I went to my parents and then um, my parents and I got in contact with Rebecca and she was like, if you know, you're not going to pass, just wait for either the next semester or take it at the community college. So I looked into the community college and 
it was going to take like a lot, a longer process to even get enrolled rather than just going through tech. And so I just decided to take an art class because it's just three credits. And regardless, I needed that anyways, because I'm still doing a bunch of my general education stuff. So it was good. And so hopefully next year or even in like the next semester, um, I could take a math class and hopefully catch up with that. But yeah, it's really nice just to have other opinions besides yeah. your parents just to. Oh, and I actually asked my advisor too. She was like, girl, if you do bad at math, you just need to wait. And I was like, okay, you know. So yeah, it's just <laughs> nice having other opinions. Yeah, for sure. Um, how would you describe the atmosphere? You know, of course, we're not, we're all over the country. We're not in one general location um, with no greater sacrifice. But how would you describe um, just NGS in general to someone who doesn't know what it's about? Um, so I think I would describe it as a organization who helps military families and like family members who have been injured with children that want to get a higher education, but not necessarily can't afford it, but like they want to help them be as debt free as possible. And I think, yeah, that's pretty much how I would explain it in like a nutshell. <laughs> There's obviously <laughs> a lot more to it, but it runs off of um, donations and different. Yeah. It's just like, I don't even know how to explain it, <laughs> but yeah, it runs off of different donations and anyone who wants to help and, yeah, it's just an awesome organization. Yeah, it's been so amazing. You know, I'm in my, you know, freshman year, so I've only been there for, I guess now you can say three semesters, fall, spring, and summer, but it's such a family that just brings you in. Um, Rebecca always says it's a club you never want to be a part of, but, you know, like, I want to be a mm -hmm. part of it. Like, it's cool. It's it's this family. It's they care about you. They care about your family. Like mm -hmm. it's um, just nice to have other people who don't even know you, but help and try to get you to any success that you want, regardless if it's like a technical school or actual college or yeah. it doesn't matter. They just want to help you be able to reach your full potential and goals. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah, and it's not like you know we walk into you know, this application and mm -hmm. they have no clue about us about other than what we put down on the application. And then, you know, everyone's situation is different, but they try to get to know you as the recipient and um, your family and mm -hmm. do, you know, anything they can to help you and to assist you and um, motivate and encourage you to keep going and you know, not to give up and not to, I guess, accept failure, right? So Yeah, that's like, um, because when this whole COVID stuff um, went down, they gave me the option to take a gap year because they knew how hard it was going to be. Right. And I just, and like, normally when they offer that, if it's like, you're going to take a gap year, you lose the scholarship. But because of COVID, they were like, well, you know, because of COVID, you can skip the year, but for me personally, I was like, no, I do not want to wait another year just to like, you know, make my school year seem like it's even longer. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah. no, I'm just going to push through it. And then my GPA was like, I don't know, it's like last year. I mean, obviously COVID just like ruined a whole bunch of different stuff. <laughs> but like my yeah. GPA was not the the GPA that I wanted because like I just wanted like 
not, I'm not even saying like, I need a 4.0, you know, but I'm just yeah, hoping for a higher one. And then Rebecca was like, dude, like you literally just completed school in a whole pandemic. Like you cannot be mad at that. Like you literally passed all your classes. You tried your hardest, even in the ones because like I got A, B's and C's. Like that's not bad at all. But right. I think I just expected to be like a B or higher. But now that like that has happened i'm like shoot see for continue on you know what i mean like it's <laughs> yeah, to get it's, degrees exactly and so like now i'm not as worried but um i think my summer class will help me get it boosted but yeah. you know it's just it was just nice to have the option to be like hey you know this is like a whole pandemic but like if you need a break you know whatever but yeah i think that was pretty awesome and especially to have the reassurance that like you literally went through a whole pandemic going through your first year of college. Like it's really okay. And I think that's going to help me going forward. Yeah. And you know, half of the classes we were taking should have been in-person classes. Oh yeah. Almost all of mine were supposed to be in person and only one of them was, and it was like, he had to split the class up into like two or three sections. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And it's not easy being online, especially when you, I mean, I came from online school, you know, prior to COVID, but being in an atmosphere where it's like, okay, I really should be in campus. Like if this was not a whole pandemic thing going mm-hmm. on, I would be, you know, on campus and learning. And then, you know, pandemic happened and we're not on campus so it's Mm -hmm. like I there should have been so much more like I should have been here but then like NGS comes along and they're like yeah you should have been but here you are still succeeding like Mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like that's also gonna help like everyone who's gonna finish through their school and stuff in the future because it's gonna show like we actually have the worth ethic and like discipline to get through even through a whole pandemic so hopefully that is in our favor in a few years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it shows that, you know, especially after the pandemic, a lot of th- jobs are transitioning to strictly online. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we can work on an, in an online environment. So. Yeah, I was about to say, there's like most of my school is fine online. But like, for example, like math, like I, if it is not explained in front of me and I can't like physically write on the paper and learn straight from somebody in person it does not stick and so that was honestly like the worst thing for me everything else was pretty like it was good because they would make like lectures and stuff and it was just like bio and like um like general like um English and stuff like that but like like I said like math like that was the hardest thing for me to do just because like it just does not stick in my head and yeah, that was probably the hardest thing that has ever happened so far. So yeah. And it's so hard to learn math in general. I am not a math, mm-hmm. a math person at all. And then having to learn math, you know, through my teacher recorded or professor recorded like online lectures, which were awesome, but Mm -hmm. having to learn through a PowerPoint that should have been like a PowerPoint with her, like writing numbers down. Yeah, exactly. Showing on the whiteboard or like coming around like helping you. Yeah. That was the worst part for me just because, and Oh, and in my math class, there was over a hundred people online. So like it was insane. And it was like, 
I knew a whole bunch of people that were like failing just as bad as I was. And they were like, yeah. we just don't know what to do because we've asked her and we've tried to get tutors. And like the tutors don't even know what you're learning. So it's like, oh, what do you need help with? And you're like this. They're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I'm sorry. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's, then it's, you know, you'd think that the campus tutors know exactly like what the professor is mm-hmm. looking for. But there are questions that come up on the test where it's like, okay, like fill in the blank of how to solve the problem. Like Mm -hmm. it shows like, I don't even, I don't even know math problems, but like it shows like (laughs) the whole problem solved out and it has like one blank in the middle. And it's like the tutor shows you how to do it one way and then the professor shows you how to do it another way. And and then the professor wants it that way, but you don't know how they got it this way. And it's just a mess. It's just such a big mess. Yeah, and, you know, when the professor has, like, over 100 kids, you know, they can't just sit down and be like, okay, like, here's how to do it with every single student Mm one-on-one, and that's where it gets frustrating, um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you need that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Especially with math, and I think that's going to be me in chemistry in the fall, because, like, in high school, but, like... The basic chemistry concept, like the elements and like the protons, electrons, neutrons, that stuff sticks. But once it starts yeah. going into like the chemical, like balancing equations, like right. my mind draws a blank, like straight yeah. up. I can do half of it. And then when I go back to balance it, my mind just stops working. And that's also <laughs> like, I forgot what the other stuff is, but like I can do the basic stuff. But once it starts becoming more complex, it's like when my mind literally just goes. Yeah. Stop. I am very good at memorizing things. Um, so when I took anatomy in the spring, I was like, okay, this is your biceps brachii. This is like, you know, your quad. And here's like mm-hmm. the four muscle components of it and like all the different bones. And I would just, my family, I know at least my sister got so sick of me just walking around like pointing out all of these different anatomical terms. Mm-hmm. And it's like that stuff is easy to remember. But once you start getting into, okay, you need to not only remember this function, but you have to remember how to solve it and how to flip it around and solve for mm-hmm. B instead of A. And then, yeah, heck so no. Like that just literally throws me through a loop where I just end up having to put a random answer down that has, has no correlation <laughs> towards the equation. Yeah. And I'm like, hands up, I'm done. And that's it. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, again, learning math in the middle of a pandemic is not easy at all. I literally in high school, um, taking college algebra on campus at a community college and, you know, January, February, March or January, February, and then March comes around, we're midway through the semester. I was mm-hmm. on campus two days a week, you know, as a high school student taking this class. And then COVID hit, and then we were not on campus again. And then she had to switch to doing online lectures, and it's so different, it's so much harder. Like, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what has NGS done and their donors, of course, to help you pay for your college? How do they help you with that? Um, so basically, they at first they asked me like where I wanted to go after I got the, um, the scholarship and all that stuff. 
Uh, they asked me where I wanted to go, and at first I wanted to go to Belmont. And so they were like, oh, okay, that sounds cool, you know, whatever. And so they started raising money, and they were like, oh, my, and geez, like, Belmont is this much a year. And I didn't even realize it at that point either. Yeah. Like, Belmont is, like, what, twenty twenty five thousand a year? Like, because it's a small private school in Nashville. And it's not really a small private school, but it is private school, you know, whatever. Um, but <laughs> it was it was a lot per year, and they raised uh, pretty close to, like, 25000 thousand whatever or so per year and then I was like you know what I'm going to tech and that's like a public um, university so it's a lot cheaper and yeah. so because they raised so much more money for Belmont and like the other because I think I also wanted to go to Moorhead at the same time which is out of state so that's even more and yeah. I think they raised um, pretty close to the amount that I would need and so when I chose tech, it was just like a piece of cake for them. They're like, oh, you choose a tech, here you go, you know. And so <laughs> because they raised enough money for me to go to Belmont, I had the privilege of basically choosing any public school, you know what I'm saying, that yeah. that I wanted to. Because I thought about Austin P, and then I was like, no, I don't want to go there because I used to live in Clarksville. And then I thought about a few other schools, but then, like, I realized I could cheer at tech. And I had a lot more opportunities at tech just because, like, it's close to home. I could cheer. Um, it's in a really good location where I could go to Knoxville anytime I want or just a few hours down to Chattanooga. And like, it was just an awesome, it was just an awesome coincidence that I chose tech just because like it was cheaper. It was closer to home. I got to cheer and everything like it just lined up. And then it was really funny because before I even chose tech a few years ago when I toured tech for the first time, I told my parents, I'm never going here. This is the worst school ever. Why did you take me? I don't ever want to come back. And then don't I ended up Don't you just love those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I and they, said they bring I'm never that up going to all the time. They literally bring that up all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I said after FGCU, originally they weren't, they like deferred my application and they weren't going to accept me because I was one point off on my ACT score that they did not want. Wow. Except I had like a 4.67 GPA. So it was like, they were still not accepting. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm never going here. After like the stress it put me through of, I really wanted to go there. And now it's like, I'm not going here. Like they've put me so through so much stress. I'm not mm-hmm. going here. Um, mine was I'm going to the University of Alabama, which was like insane amount of money per year. Yeah. I think it was like fifty thousand a year. It would have ended yeah. up being because um, that's out of state tuition too. Mm-hmm. But then look where I ended up. FGC. Yeah. So <laughs> it's always stuff like that. It's like oh, because I really did think I was going to go like at least two or three hours hour even out of state yeah. and then like I just started to realize like well you know if I go to this school I can cheer and then I can go to Knoxville and then I can do this and this and this and then I was just like you know what I'll just go there because worst case I transfer so. exactly and you know back in like I guess probably my freshman or sophomore year of high school is when I started looking at college and I wanted to go to the University of Florida. I wanted to mm-hmm. go be a Gator. And that was, that's eight hours away. And then I wanted to go to University of Central Florida. That's three hours away. And then I wanted mm-hmm. to go to the University of South Florida. That's two hours away. And then I, I looked at going back to Ohio, which is 
like 20 something hours away, like out of state. Um, And then, you know, Alabama and that's like another 12 hours away. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I was looking at these places that were so far away. Yeah. And then it's like, it just makes more sense to, you know, stay closer Mm -hmm. than go further away. I was about to say, yeah. And in the end, I'm kind of glad I am closer to home because like whenever my dog was literally like dying, bless her heart, because we didn't even know she had this kidney thing until it was too late. But like we couldn't have helped her anyway because of how apparently there's like over a hundred different kidney diseases and stuff that just kill dogs like with no like warning or anything. Right. And so for me being so close to home, I was able to rush home. And yeah. she passed away before I got home, but it was still like the fact that I still was able to make it back home in time. Yeah. And like for me, I think I would be so stressed out being any further away than an hour from my dad. Yeah. That's like, the, and that's the problem. Yeah. Like whenever I come home, it's like, oh, thank God I'm home because, like, now I can make sure he doesn't, like, dump out of his wheelchair or he needs help right. going to the store and stuff. But, yeah, like, when I'm at home, I'm, like, I think about, like, the dogs and I think about my dad because I'm, like, what if the dogs accidentally knocked him out of his chair because our big dog, he's done that before on accident. Because my dad's, <laughs> like, come here, come here. And he jumps up on him and then he flips him on accident. Oh, and so it's just stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> it's just, like, I hope the dog didn't flip him out of the wheelchair. <laughs> There's just so many things. And I mean, I have anxiety to begin with. So Mm -hmm, it's like living away from home. I would be so anxious of, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like Mm -hmm. my mind would be going to like the worst of my dad's going to die. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, not being home and, you know, not being like around my family, like my mom and my sister and my dog, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it just makes more and that's sense like especially to be because of COVID. It was a lot harder to even want to be away because when yeah. you're at home, you can literally just go to the store, stock up on what you want, make whatever you want, wear whatever you want, watch TV, you know, be relaxed and like know where everything is. But like going back and forth to school, like because I always come home on the weekends and stuff. But like going to school and then being there and co- with COVID, everything was shut down. That nobody knew each other. You only knew you know, like your roommate or anyone you played sports with. And then like you'd yeah. go to the cafeteria, go to school and come back to your room. Like that was it. And so it was just easier to be able to come home and just relax and hang out with your family and your siblings and stuff. Yeah. And even though like you're living on campus, like you're still mm-hmm. home, you know, quite yeah. frequently. And, you know, it's just that. I mean, you're at home. It feels like home. You're around mm-hmm. your family and it's just, yeah, you can wear whatever you want. You don't have mm-hmm. to like, you know, follow certain rules or, you know, I know most dorms don't allow you to have like certain food processing items like blenders mm-hmm. or oh, microwaves yeah. or, you know, Instapots, like things like that, that you would use to cook. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, at Tech, though, they're kind of flexible because we can have a fridge and microwave and coffee maker, but, like, you can't have, like, the candle warmer, like, the open um, flame oh, yeah. warmer, but you can have a wax warmer. So it's just, like, we have compromises, but, yeah, it's still nice to just be able to come home and use, like, the air fryer or, yes. um, like you said, like, a skillet so you can make, like, pancakes or go outside to use the grill and stuff because, like, you can't do that on campus. I would die without an air fryer. Mm-hmm. I love the air fryer. 
I used Me to too. stove a lot, but <laughs> I love the air fryer. Mm-hmm. So, Me too. Yeah, I like putting like French fries and tater tots and stuff in there because yes. it's so crispy. Yes. There are so many compromises that it's like campus or at home or the difference. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what does it mean to you to be an NGS scholar? Um, I think it's personally an honor just because people who I don't even know are invested in me and my education and they want to help me. And eventually, like some of the people that we do get to know and stuff, that is really awesome. But it's just insane that these random people will donate to you just for your success and to do whatever you would like. Yeah. And it's like, they don't know you. They don't know what you're going to school for. You could be getting, mm-hmm. I mean, not that people have their a least favorite degree, but like, mm-hmm. you know, you could be getting something that they don't like that career field or, yeah. and they don't even care because they don't even, not that they don't care enough to know what you're getting, but mm-hmm. it's that you know, it doesn't matter what you're getting. It's that it makes you happy. It's what you mm-hmm. want to do. And, you know, that it's accomplishing your own dreams. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, exactly. Like, people don't even know what you're doing, but they're still going to support you regardless because they want you to get the higher education regardless of, yeah, like if they like the degree or not, they just want you right. to be able to succeed. Yeah. And then, you know, the donors just, you know, giving and then the NGS, um, like family you have between the different scholars, mm-hmm. um, and then even the staff, like, you know, Rebecca and Kelly and Cannon, like, you know, they all just want to be there for you and be there to support you mm-hmm. and see you accomplish your dreams and like you were saying with the math classes and they don't care how you do it like Mm -hmm. as long as you do it fairly like (laughs) in a fair way like they just want to see you accomplish your dreams and you know get like check your goals off and be successful Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like um we've gotten to know Rebecca over the last few years um and she's even been able to come to like some of the stuff like the Sky Blossom and just like random events yeah. that we have in common. So it's just nice that we can be able to get to know her a lot more just because, you know, she is my advisor and stuff. So I think that is really awesome that there's places and organizations like this that will just connect you to people you didn't even know. But now they're like, they're your mentor and like you can go to them for like really anything. Yeah. And like, you know, inside school and outside of school, they want to support you. They want to be there for you. Mm-hmm. They want to be there for your whole family, like that Sky Blossom event. Um, yeah, like they want to get to know you. They want to, you know, be a part of your life, um, you know, to the extent that you allow them to. Um, but they just want to be there to support you and to encourage you. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, though, because it's just like you've crossed so many paths with so many different people. And like like I said, you've met this random person who ends up being your advisor. Yeah, it's crazy even how small the world is. And even this is kind of outside of the military world to a point. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like how small the world is and how 
how many times you may have crossed paths with someone and mm-hmm. you didn't even know or how many events you've been to, you know, with someone. We were tracking it back um, when we were last with Rebecca and dad was like, yeah, uh, or Rebecca was telling I think Rebecca was telling the story of how she first met my parents and she was like, yeah, you like pulled me aside and was like, I need to go, I need to take you to my wife so you can like tell her. And he, dad wheeled right over to mom and was like, you need to talk to this lady and get this lady's information because she's going to pay for the girl's college. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like, and that was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then here we are 10 years later, I'm going to college. My sister's like, going into college so it's it's crazy that and we didn't even keep in touch with Rebecca for those 10 Mm -hmm. years like yeah but the fact that it came full circle and your mom um was the one who actually brought it up um when we were at Disney and was like apply Mm -hmm. for no greater sacrifice like apply for it and you know you can just see like it's there's no you know you apply for it what's the worst they can tell you no exactly yeah it's like you can apply for really anything. The worst they'll tell you is no. Or they'll be like, we can give you a good chunk, but not the full scholarship. Exactly. Or they'll reference you to like something else. Right. And that's one thing I find so special about NGS is that their knowledge of scholarships and resources is insane. Like mm-hmm. if they can't help you with something, they know someone who can. Yeah. And that's like... um. We actually did get to go to, I don't really think it's an event, but it was for No Greater Sacrifice. We went up to New York and it was like a fundraiser and like a little presentation. So our family got to go and me and my sister, um, I forgot who was presenting everything, but he called us up to the front and was like, these two girls are going to college and we need y'all's help and like y'all need to donate, whatever. And he was like, oh, like, where are you thinking of going? And at the time I was saying like, oh, I think I want to go to Belmont. And he was like, is anyone um, from Belmont in this room? And then someone from Belmont came up to me and was just like, oh, hey. And I was just like, wow. that was insane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Just like, yeah, the resources they have, the the support they have even within the or- their organization is just... It's insane. I get like so speechless, like thinking about it. Like they just want to be there to help and support you. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any last things you would like to say about No Greater Sacrifice or what they've done for you? Um, I just want to say thanks to all the donors because literally without them helping us get through college or just, you know, even just giving you a little bit of money to help you get through college, like, For example, my family, because my father is injured, my only my mom can really work. Like he can work from home, but like he still has to go to physical therapy and doctor's appointments and continuously maintain his health. But um, yeah, it's just only my mom can work and she's working. She has her own uh, tax company and she works from home and does different stuff. So uh, organizations like this is really helpful because they're they don't even like they don't care not to like not care, but they don't really care what you do as long as you further your education. And it's really just nice to have the extra support from random donors and your advisors. And you basically get a higher education and almost debt free or even debt free with them. Yeah. And I think that's really important to be debt free. Like after Mm -hmm. college, there are so many people that struggle with student loans and 
even die with student loans. Like mm-hmm. it's so, so crazy to think about. And just having someone that comes in and says, I'm going to take care of this for you. Like we have donors that are so gracious enough to, you know, provide for your college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really awesome. And I'm very thankful for that because like I said, if you're only, if one parent can work and it's just, it's helpful because obviously my parents have saved for us to go to college, but having the extra help is really awesome and beneficial because they have to not only put me through school, but help my sister. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's such a blessing to have NGS come along and just help and provide for, you know, whatever you need provided for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is awesome because it gives me the flexibility to even live on campus because without that, I probably would not have been able to live on campus just because it would be cheaper to find an apartment. But because of things like this, I get to enjoy college and get to cheer and live on campus and yeah, be a little bit more flexible. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you for coming back on the podcast and sharing a little bit about um, NGS and how they've helped you and Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to come back. Yes, of course. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe, review, and comment. You can also follow us at Grace of a Military Child podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more podcast-related content. If you or someone you know is a military child who would like to be featured on the podcast, please send us a message to one of our social media platforms or send us an email to grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. For more information on No Greater Sacrifice, you can go to nogreatersacrifice.org or send an email to info at nogreatersacrifice.org. Thank you and join us back next week for another inspiring story.